0: Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio Network. Welcome to The Core. Glad to have you with us today on the program. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for The Core each uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and an occasional Tuesday and Thursday, depending on the schedule of our good Rick Green. Rick Green hosts the show each Tuesday and Thursday, America's Constitution coach, founder of Patriot Academy, of which I am an alumni. Good friend of the ministry there, uh, Rick Green. I got to see him, actually, about a month ago. I went over to good old Fort Worth, Texas, and I went to the stockyards there and had a dinner with Rick Green and the entire Patriot Academy crew doing some excellent work there. Patriotacademy.com is their website. That's uh, Rick Green's website, Patriotacademy.com. And it sure is good to have his perspective on the network. Uh, each Tuesday and Thursday, and he does uh, co-host Wall Builders Live with uh, David Barton and Timothy Barton over there at Wall Builders. Moving into the show, it's uh, Christmas week, or leading up to uh, Christmas Day. You know, I, I didn't learn. I learned, and uh, this is showing my ignorance uh, to a certain degree, but that's okay. We all have our weaknesses. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bobby... Uh, a few weeks ago I mentioned that you know I thought the week was like a like Monday through through Sunday and Sunday being the last day of the week but uh but that's not right it's Sunday Sunday through Saturday
3: correct the mundo
0: is the technical week even though you, right. you may go to work quote unquote or school or whatever activities yeah and I think on, that's on what we,
3: we get caught up with in, in that mindset of well, work starts Monday, so that's the beginning of my week.
0: Yeah. So so technically, Bobby, this is not the week of Christmas. This is the week before Christmas. Yes. Because Sunday starts a new week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Christmas will be on the first day of next week mm-hmm. uh, if we want to be technical, folks. But this is the week of Christmas Eve. Am I right? It is. It's Saturday, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, – this is the week of Christmas Eve, and um glad to have you with us today. We're going to have a great week. We're going to start some music on uh, Friday, Bobby. Am I right? Am I right? All day live. All right. the 20s, Through Monday. Yes, the uh, Friday through Monday, we'll have Christmas music on the radio network, so you'll get to enjoy that. Um, we are in Psalm chapter 52 for the week. Psalm chapter 52. David says, Why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? The steadfast love of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction. Like a sharp razor, you you worker of deceit. You love evil more than good. So David's talking to man here. Not talking to God, he's talking to man. You love evil more than good and lying more than speaking what is right. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. David concludes at least these few verses by saying, But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, See the man who would not make God his refuge. So we see here two two parts of this, if you will. You have David explaining the evil man or the wicked man. David says, why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? He says that the the quote-unquote mighty man, and this is kind of a a little bit of sarcasm coming from David here. You know, he's, he's calling man mighty, even though that David himself knows that only God is mighty. But this, the man, sometimes we think we are mighty. We think we are powerful. So David says, your tongue, talking to the man, your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. He says that this man loves evil more than good. And lying more than speaking, what is right? And then he concludes by saying, "God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living." So God, uh, so so the first part is we you know oftentimes we, I don't know whether it's because we're we're in our own bubble or we're sheltered or we just don't have a genuine. Proper, accurate worldview of man's nature, but oftentimes we we seem as believers we just seem shocked that that there is evil in the world. You know we, we whatever what whether you experience it in your personal life or you're reading news stories or whatever you, whatever we're talking about here. Uh, oftentimes we, you know we, we say it all the time. We're like, well, I just can't believe they did that. I just I just wow! Can you believe that so and so did that? Can you believe that, that 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 entity or that corporation or that organization? Can you believe they did that? Can you believe that 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 the president said that? And you could go on and on for with examples, but at the end of the day I go, yeah, yeah, I can believe they did that evil. Absolutely I can. Look at scripture. Look at the story after story in the Bible. Of man doing wicked things, yeah, yeah, I can believe that they they want to kill babies and they want to brag about it it's it's evil, it's wicked, it's exceedingly and abundantly wicked, but can I believe that this would happen? Yeah, I can look at scripture, look at what evil man does in the Bible, and so we we must not be deceived about the the wicked desires and the ability to commit evil. Uh, by man, we must not be naive. And then, secondly, God has the ultimate. Say, God brings the ultimate finishing act, and and God also judges as we go, and he he can he can display and exert forms of punishment upon man for their disobedience. It says here, but, but God will break down the evil man, the mighty man. God will break him down. It says, he will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous shall see this, and they shall fear and shall laugh at him, saying, see the man who would not make God his refuge. Uh, Psalm chapter 52 is where we're reading out, out of this week. Moving into some of our stories um, for the week that I want to make sure we cover. Um, Congress, you know, this this illegal immigration thing, it, it's been a thing for a long time. This is no new topic. I mean, this goes back, folks, to the Clinton and the Bush era. Illegal immigration, open borders, Congress not wanting to do anything about it. Uh, this goes back a uh, couple decades, not a new problem. And, you know, Washington's been sitting on their hands for a long time on this topic, for a very long time, both Republicans and Democrats. Um, this is uh, Congresswoman Myra Flores. She's actually a congresswoman out of the state of Texas. And uh, they're doing this press conference, her and some other conservative leaders on Capitol Hill, about the Democrats and, and the folks that, that seem to care about this issue, and they don't really care about uh, illegal immigration as being a problem and a national security threat and a severe drain on our w- whole welfare system. But uh, these folks that are, that are, that are, uh, want to talk about DACA and the Dreamers, and we, sh- and like Chuck Schumer said a couple weeks ago, we ought to give them all amnesty. We ought to make them all legal citizens. This is uh, Maya Flores talking about how they've been sitting on their hand for years, folks. They don't want to do anything about this. This is the plan illegal immigration galore clip for.
4: I want to say something really quick about DACA. You know, y'all have had the president and the majority. Why don't you ask them? Y'all keep using this issue with Hispanics just to get our support, just to get our vote. And you've done nothing. You've had an opportunity to do something about DACA and you've done nothing. You've made the border, the border worse. Go and ask them why they haven't done anything. They have the president. They've had the majority. Y apenas están acordando. Now y'all are remembering about DACA. Why weren't y'all talking about DACA two years ago? Stop using this issue. Stop using us to get our vote. And then you toss us aside. That's exactly what the Democrat Party has been doing. They only remember about us and the issues that we care during election. They're on their way out, and all of a sudden, they want to fight DACA. Why didn't they fight it whenever they could?
0: <sighs> Hypocritas. So so the, the congresswoman's got a very, very valid point there. She's got a very valid point, and when she's talking about us and we, she's talking about Hispanics, because she herself is a Hispanic. And the reason she's saying, and she, she's spot on, the reason she's she's positioning it like this is that She's saying the Democrats only want to use this issue to garner votes from the Hispanic community. Well well, how can they do that, Walker? How how they can do that is we look at the at the reality that the vast majority of even not all, but the vast majority of illegal immigrants crossing from the southern border, the vast majority of those are Hispanics. All right? from Central and South America. So so with that being said, many of these people that are coming into America, not all, and I don't even know the exact statistics, but I think it's fair to say that, that some of them have uh, relatives that are already here, families that are already here, kids, parents, grandparents that are already here. Some of them might have even immigrated legally. Some of their relatives may have immigrated legally. I don't know. But overall, the Democrats use this as an election issue, as a heart tugging issue for the Hispanics. That's what they do. That's what my, my, uh, Myra Flores is saying there at this press conference. They only want to talk about DACA and illegal immigration and amnesty around election season, and then they just they ditch it afterwards. They don't care about it. By the way, President Trump. He was like trying to bend over backwards to do some kind of amnesty deal back when he was president. Now, of course, he wanted to make sure we sh- secured the border, but but the Trump, the Trump White House, they were working like day in and day out to get some kind of uh, deal done, and I don't know what that would have looked like, whether it would have been good or not, but I'm just saying that the effort has been there to do something on this topic, and it's been there by both parties, but they just don't seem to get anything done. And overall we're really we've really put ourselves as a nation in a very bad position because here we are, we've let in millions, millions, millions. do we even know the number? No, we don't. can we guess? Yes, we can, and it's way more than they say. You know they talk about I don't know uh uh ten or eleven million folks, we're letting in ten or eleven we're letting in like a like. Millions every year, and those are the ones we apprehend <laughs> who were who really, like I think last year what Bobby like over two million
3: yeah, two point five plus
0: yeah record number, two point five plus million that were processed that were apprehended, you know, we at least got some form of information from them, even though we don't know if it's accurate, but they were like apprehended by federal officials. How many are quote gotaways? Well, we can guess, but we don't know. So if we're letting in a known 2.5 million a year for the past three decades, and I know the number fluctuates, one, one one year it's a million, the next is 1.5, I get it. But just do the math. On one to three million we're letting in every year over the course of 30 years? And how many of them are going back? Very little. and And you want to say we got like, Uh, 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 the estimates are 10 million, 11 million. No, folks, we got tens of millions, tens of millions, 30, 40 million. Who knows? We don't know. Maybe we should find out. But what do we do? What do we do now that we've let them in? It's a massive problem that I don't know will ever be addressed.
2: For you formed my inward part. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. According to a recent study published by the Christian Post, 76.3% of all abortions are obtained by, quote, God-fearing women, unquote, with 68.7% who identified themselves as Christian women and 18% of all abortions obtained by self-described born-again or evangelical women. A corresponding CareNet study found that many women with unplanned pregnancies go silently from the church pew to the abortion clinic, convinced the church would gossip rather than help. America's greatest need is repentance. When the hearts of the American people turn to God, everything else will be impacted. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
5: This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls.
1: Have you ever consulted with your daughter on a new outfit or hairstyle? It can be an awkward conversation if her opinion is negative. But imagine if you never asked and she came right out and told you anyways. You'd be feeling pretty uncomfortable if not insulted. Social media has practically erased our sense of politeness. The temptation to pipe our opinion into the comments section has cross-pollinated into everyday conversation. The rules of when, where, and how to share an opinion have disappeared. Teach your girl the words of James 1.19. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Stay true to this instruction and reinstate the etiquette on when it's appropriate to share your thoughts or when it might be best to hold them close.
5: We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
6: The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. And what a joy and comfort those words bring when we read those in our own Bible in the early part of John's Gospel. He tells us that God made good on His promise to give us Jesus, right? Who's with us and He's for us. Oh, the joy to read that around our dinner tables and in front of our fireplaces around Christmas time. But to think there's bible believers around the world who've been denied God's Word. They've never been able to read the Christmas story for themselves. But oh, the joy of thinking of many Christians 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 who will have that privilege this year. AFR listeners, you've blessed 12,000 Bible as persecuted believers with their very own Bible in the last few weeks. Would you help us do it for another 4,000 before the end of the year? $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800 Yes Word. 800 Yes Word or give it sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org and God bless you for caring. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life.
2: AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
0: Welcome back to the core here on American family radio network. Good to have you with us on the program today. Hey, we do have the audio live at AFR.net. The pot, the, uh, Audio is being live streamed at AFR.net. We're also on the American Family Radio app, American Family Radio app. And I believe we are having some technical difficulties on the video end. That's why I haven't mentioned it. Uh, But if any of you are trying to watch the video on Facebook or our streaming platform, we are working through uh, some issues there. So I'll let you know as soon as we get that up. Um, Back to the topic of immigration, you know, this is, Bobby and I are talking Another break. Folks, this this is not rocket science. This doesn't take Elon Musk to solve are his scientists? Are his astronauts? Um, this is this is pretty basic, like national security interest of the nation uh, policies that are that 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 nations back in the era of of Jesus had to work through, and that is who gets in our nation and how, and do we have a border? All right? These are fundamental questions that nations and states have had to work through since the dawn of creation. And we're in 2022 and we got driverless cars and we're sending satellites into space every other day and we can't figure out (laughs) how to run our border. And this really highlights, and I don't like to use these terms often, but this really highlights either the evil or the stupidity of our nation's leaders. And I'm not just indicting those who are currently holding office, I'm indicting everyone who has held office the past 30 years. You either have increasingly wicked people that have evil plans for our nation, or you have exceedingly stupid people that don't know what on earth they are doing in in Washington, DC. And I know those are true very strong terms, but this is a very strong situation. And so Bobby, we were talking during the break. The 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 overwhelming benefits to having all immigrants come through legally and enter America's workforce and economy legally The benefits there are tremendous.
3: Yeah, there's no question. Um, We talked about uh, at the break uh, reprogramming 87,000 IRS agents to the Immigration Service in order to expedite legal immigration and bringing these workers and people who want a better way of life and incorporating them into a bona fide employee workforce increasing the tax base, which is the whole reason behind legal immigration. Yeah. And look at the benefits the republic would receive from that at large. That would be amazing.
0: Yeah. And we, we, you know, we we, we talk about like the the two parties have like broken down into different camps here. And and, I mean, half the republicans are for open borders, too. So so but you have Democrats that this what I'm getting at is this should not be a party issue. This should not be a, well, you got the Democrats over here and they don't want any borders, and then you got the Republicans over here and yada yada yada. This should not be a a like two-party uh bipolar or or polarized environment at all. This should be an issue that like in order to be a governing official, you gotta have a pretty common sense approach to. And if you don't, like, you're disqualified. If you don't have a, a stance on Having a strong border and a, and a robust immigration, legal immigration process, then like you can't serve in government because that's one of the functional or, or the most fundamental parts of government is like having an immigration system that makes sense for the nation. And if you can't do that and you don't have good ideas, you're disqualified completely. That's like having having a president that like has completely counterproductive ideas with the military. Like, let's just ditch the military. No, you can't do that and exist. All right, so this is one of the one of the basic like uh, uh vetting procedures for serving in government is having common sense national security interest approach to our immigration system. But I told Bobby during the break, really the only clean way to do this and it's doable, you just got to have the will. The only clean way to fix this thing is if you're is to to pass a law and say, if you're in the nation illegally, you can go back on your own in short order, and our, we'll, we'll let you exit through the ports, through the legal ports. Um, or we'll, we'll deport you, and you'll have to pay a fine to cover the cost of the flight back to your home, your nation of origin. Those are the two options. But we're starting over fresh. All right. If you're in the nation illegally, you don't have legal status in this nation, then then you have to go back. and of course we can do our best if there's like family units that are living together illegally. Of course, you do your best to keep them together as they are deported so they go back to their home nation as a family unit. and of course that doesn't cover all uh, they talk about they act like you know the media wants to act like everybody who crosses is a family unit. That's not true. That's completely not true. Now are there family units that cross at different times and end up getting reconnected in the US? Yes, that happens. and so we could do our best to keep those family units together, keep kids with parents. Of course you do all that, but you first verify that it's their parents. And that's one thing we have. We're not really doing good at on the border is being able to say, okay, is this, this kid's mom, or is this really this kid's dad? We really don't have a good way to do that. But at the same time, we've got problems with, uh, with sex trafficking and child trafficking. And so you got to do what you can there, but do it with, of course with compassion and do it in a humanitarian way but at the end of the day they are being deported and there's no way around that like if you really want to hit this issue hard you want to actually fix it then you can't dance around and like start changing the terms and well it's not it's not deportation it's displacement and then what I, whatever you want to call it they're going back where they came from and then what you do once you have the vast majority of illegal immigrants back to where they came from or back to their host nation or their nation of citizenship, then we can cut up or open the spigot on legal immigration. And instead of one million a year, maybe we do two or three. And these are people that enter our nation through a legal process. They have their own documentation, social security number, the whole nine yards. They enter the American workforce when they get here, and they immediately start paying taxes. And then they don't have to, you know, be shady about it and only take cash. And then you got all these these corporations that are trying to cover up the fact that they're hired, all these illegal immigrants. No, none of that. None of that. Look, let's do the system right. Because you and I can't do that. We can't cheat the system No, because we get busted by the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. So, no, no, let's stop cutting corners and paying in cash and, uh, and, and you know, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, if you want to come here, you want to work, you're going to go about it the right way and you're going to pay your taxes, just like we all do. And then, boom, you've just added billions, if not trillions, trillions over time for sure, but billions annually in tax revenue from these legal immigrants that want to come here and earn an honest living and raise a family. And so tell me how that doesn't sound good. Tell me how that doesn't sound right and just. It is, and that's how things should be. Not everything has to be broken, folks. It's only broken if we want it broken. And so not everything has to be broken on this same topic. So I just basically, in, I don't know, 10 minutes, I just solved the whole immigration saga for you, and I don't have a Ph.D. degree, and I haven't been in office for 40 years. And I'm sure there's smarter people than me that agree with what I'm saying here, and they've got even more robust solutions, more detailed solutions that could ultimately fix this problem. But from a surface level, I basically just fixed this whole problem in about 10 minutes, (laughs) and we got Joe Biden up there, been in office for 40 to 50 years, and guess what he's done? Nothing, nothing. We got to stop electing people that literally do nothing. They literally do nothing for our nation, and they get elected. Absolutely astonishing. But on this topic, so the White House and, and the Democrats and some Republicans are working on this budget, and uh, and boy, the Republicans, at least the leaders McConnell and others, they are just totally. I wouldn't even say they're caving because they didn't even they didn't even try to negotiate to begin with. I mean, they're letting the White House and Democrats have everything they want, and requesting zero accountability zero zero bargaining at all it's like whatever you want biden you can have it we just got we just got clobbered in the midterms okay clobbered a little overstatement but republicans just had a mediocre turnout in the midterms with an historically unpopular president terrible economy inflation out the wazoo and republicans just had a mediocre turnout all right and and they haven't learned their lesson that they got to play hard and uh, let's listen to Representative Chip Roy calling out other Republicans
5: on this. should have an appropriations process where we fund our men and women in uniform without it being continuing resolutions. However, that can't be an excuse for us to just give a blank check to the Democrats. $50 billion, Shannon, additional funding for non-defense discretionary, money that's going to go fund an FBI. FBI that labeled parents as domestic terrorists. Money to go to a DHS that doesn't secure the homeland and will actually not allow us to have the leverage to force them to secure the border. Money that's gonna to go to all of the woke policies of the Department of Defense. Republicans are about to literally give the Biden administration a blank check. So their opening shots after getting their rears handed to them in November <laughs> is to uh, redefine marriage and stomp on religious liberty, pass a one point seven trillion dollar bloated spending bill that won't allow us to secure the border. And they wonder why Republicans across well, the country are mad at. Them.
6: What tools do you have, though? I mean, uh, we run out of money on Friday, apparently right. again. Oh, we run out of so money. what tools do you have yeah, as a member? Of still in this lame duck, you're in the minority in the House.
5: Well, while I'm watching Texas get assaulted, I would be using the power of the purse. James Madison wrote in Federalist yep. Paper 58 that it is the most effective tool against the ty- tyranny of an executive branch that's stomping on the, on the people. We can use the power of the purse to actually change policies. But Republican leadership in the Senate and, frankly, too many in the House are walking away from using that important tool to check the executive branch.
0: Yes, this is. And, and I know Shannon. Bur- I don't know Shannon Marine personally, but I know she's a believer and 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 so she's just doing her questioning thing but but th- that her question about you know we've just got days before we run out of funding that th- they they over dramatize this stuff. <coughs> Thank you, Bobby. They over dramatize this stuff, and they they make it apocalyptic. We've got days before we run out of money. No, we don't we we literally never run out of money. The government can print into oblivion. Now, is that good? Is it sustainable? That's a whole separate topic. But the government has the capacity or the ability to print money until Jesus comes back. All right. So, no, we're not going to run out of money. All right. And let's just say that the government shuts down. But that, that's, a, that's a more accurate way to describe this. All right. It ain't running out of money. You hear me? <laughs> Mississippi slang. It ain't. It isn't running out of money. It is not passing a budget on time. All right? That's the proper term, proper definition. And whose fault is that? Is it Chip Roy's fault? Or is it the crazy Democrats' fault? Because I just saw this on TV. They're still investigating January 6th. They've still got the committee... Investigating January sixth, we are a week away, or, or a couple weeks away from being at the two year mark of January sixth, and the committee, of course, formed just a little while after that, not long. So, in the next month or two, we're going to be at the two year mark of this January sixth committee. What are they doing? But 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 meanwhile. We've sat on the fact that we've got a federal budget, thousands of pages long, that we got to pass. They actually were supposed to, supposed to pass it uh, October 1. So we got this th- thousand, thousand plus page, 2,000, 3,000 page, trillion plus dollar budget That, that that's like our fu- f- baseline duty as government officials is to fund the government operations. And we've been sitting on this, kicking the can down the road till Christmas. And then all of a sudden, the week of Christmas, we go, well, we got to pass it by Friday. We got to pass it by Friday. Who cares what's in it? We got to pass the bill by Friday. No, folks, you can keep kicking the can down the road. You can do a one week, three week, four week continuing resolution. The, The options are endless. But if you don't fund the government by Friday or whatever, like you were supposed to back in September. Well, whose fault is that? It's their fault. But this is what they do. They intentionally don't do their job. And then when push comes to shove, they start setting these artificial deadlines. And then anybody who who wants to actually do things right and take their time, they say, you're going to shut the government down. Chip Roy, if you demand accountability, and if you actually want to know what's in our budget, you're going to shut the government down and people aren't going to get their paychecks on Christmas Eve, Chip Roy. That's what they do. And then and then the media repeats the lie. They push out the lie. They repeat the lie again. And then on the day that the budget is due, they, they run apocalyptic headlines about how government, essential government sh- services are going to shut down. Roads are going to be closed. National parks are going to be closed. Social Security recipients aren't going to get their checks. EBT cards aren't going out. You're not going to get your tax return on time. And on and on it goes. And what do we do? We start sweating. And we start getting nervous and we start breathing fast and we go, okay, 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 with a gun to our head. Whatever you want to fund, just get it done. Fund the government. Fund the corrupt FBI. Hire 87,000 more IRS agents. Fund China. Give more billions to Ukraine. Bankrupt our children. Whatever you want to do, fund the government and get the mean headlines out of my face. And then we turn around next year and we do it all over again. We're not fooled by this, folks. I know you're not. This is a game that they like to play. And they can keep playing this game, but folks, it is not going to end well. You cannot run a country like this and sustain a country like this. AFA at the core we'll be back in the field.
2: By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now, she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's morning show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio have no fear because the afr app is here download the app to have access to live broadcast music streaming as well as each podcast whether you're at work at home or on the go it's easy to listen to afr the afr app is available not only for apple and android users but also on amazon alexa and roku download the afr app today at afr.net
3: From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt.
1: Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
3: Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps.
1: Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, the age-old question, is it true that man evolved from the apes?
2: No, it is not, Chris. Humans were created separately. The animals, including the apes, were created after their kind, but humans were created in the image of God. Man is not related to the animals. But according to evolution, we are descended from the animals. It used to be thought that a rodent, a rat-like animal, was the common ancestor of all the mammals, but a recent study showed that the closest living relative of the common ancestor is the aardvark. How about that? We came from an aardvark. Chris, isn't it about time we recognize the evolutionary view as abject foolishness? Isn't it time we go back to Genesis and get it right? To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org slash store and use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
0: Welcome back to the core here on American family radio. Hey, uh, we got some cold, uh, some cold days ahead in uh, across much of the nation, I would say just in the South, but that's not true. Um, much of the nation's going to go through a, uh, pretty drastic downturn in temperatures. And, um, uh, So heads up for those who have been uh, completely out of the news cycle and the weather cycle of news, which is probably not a bad thing. Sometimes we need to take a little break from the news. But um, um, just a heads up for, you know, much of the folks listening, um, temperatures are going to go down. I'm just looking at Mississippi. And, folks, Mississippi is not known for, you know, cold, cold winters. I mean, we get down into the 30s and we start – you know, start uh gathering our wood, <laughs> so to speak, our bread and our milk in case it ices, but um, I'm talking about ten degrees, eight degrees nine degrees at night in Mississippi, North Mississippi, folks, that's cold for Mississippi that's cold for Mississippi, and it's gonna be that way for a couple of days but um that that's North Mississippi, so think about up in Minneapolis, think about up in. Indiana. Think about in Illinois and uh, Montana, South Dakota, so on and so forth. So um, some pretty, pretty chilly temperatures coming up towards the end of this week as we head towards Christmas. So uh, I do have a reason for stating that because I'm not the weatherman. Um, But the reason I stated that is because if you got um, neighbors, maybe elderly neighbors, or you got a widow that lives down the street, um, you know, or your grandparents live across town or even in another state or city, Um, these are, you need to make sure you're taking care of your loved ones and checking on people who, um, who, uh, live by themselves maybe, um, or don't have, don't have family in the area. Um, times like this are good times, uh, uh, especially, uh, to do that. Um, cause it's, it's, uh, could, could be deadly temperatures in some parts of the uh, country, especially if people lose power, um, or they don't have proper heating. So, uh. Make sure you check on your loved ones and uh, check on people who are in need, um, people who maybe live by themselves. Check on them on occasion. Um, the um, I want to continue our, our topic of um, immigration and what to do about our immigration system or uh, the brokenness that it is. So I've got this other clip. Um, so um, ABC was interviewing... Governor Greg Abbott of uh, Texas and uh, ABC, the anchor for, for this program is Martha Raddatz. And she's questioning governor Abbott about, you know, the border and the policies on the border, et cetera, et cetera. And she goes as far, and this shows you the, the propaganda and, the and the one-sided slant that this, that this, this corporate legacy media, media offers. And, uh, she dares to blame the governor and Trump and DeSantis and other conservative leaders for, for what's going on on the border. Listen to this entire clip. It's about a minute and a half plus. Uh, listen to, to the ABC anchor. Blame the governor and others instead of Biden for what's going on on our border.
7: They don't have the capability uh, of dealing with that vast number of migrants. And I remove them to locations that self-identified as sanctuary cities that have the capability and the desire to help out these migrants. And so that's exactly what's taking place.
6: You talk about the border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it for you, our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border, and smugglers use all those kinds of statements it was It was
7: known from the time that Joe Biden got elected that Joe Biden supported open borders. Uh, it is known uh, by the cartels who have sophisticated information. Whether or not the Biden administration is going to enforce the immigration laws or not is known across the world, but most importantly, known among the cartels.
6: And how do you play into that?
7: What can you do better? Uh, so we have every level of government doing everything we can to prevent people from coming into the country illegally or repelling them or arresting them and putting them behind bars.
0: So uh, you caught there about halfway through the, the anchor, Martha Raddett says, You know uh, Basically, with with your rhetoric about how we have an open border, which she's confessing confessing that we have an open border by the question. You know, aren't you? Aren't you guys responsible? I mean, aren't you guys responsible for like advertising that we got an open border? Are we? Is is she that? Got to be careful here, Bobby. Ign- ignorant. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Ignorant is PG. Thank you, Bobby. Is the host of ABC that ignorant to think that, that the cartels and the illegals that they only look to Governor Abbott's Twitter feed to figure out whether they can come across our southern border? Like... Like, I can't even believe the governor kept a straight face. How do we take these people serious anymore? I would have laughed in her face. So, Martha, you're telling me you're blaming me for Biden's border crisis because you think that me recognizing the border crisis, talking about the border crisis is causing more people to come? So so, let me get this right, Martha, so you don't want me to talk about it. So we can't talk about it, right? This is China-level stuff. This is China Communist Party-level garbage. So because Biden's political opponents are calling out Biden's scandal, they are now responsible for the scandal. They're responsible for the scandal. That's like saying because... You know, because, uh, you know, the Clintons and they and, and she was secretary of state and then they had the Clinton initiative and the Clinton Foundation and they're funneling millions of dollars. And they sent they raised millions to go to Haiti. And we don't even know where the money went, which is this is all real stuff, by the way. And because because a, a news agency or one of Clinton's political opponents dared to bring up the fact that there's some fraud over there at the Clinton Foundation, they're responsible for. For other people committing fraud because they found out they could commit fraud by the media outlets covering it. What? What kind of leap is that? What kind of leap is that? No, no, the reason we got a problem on the border is because we have inept and our evil leaders in our government that are basically inviting people to invade our nation. I don't have the clip, but do you remember, folks? Let's don't forget. Boy, do we have short-term memory problems and long-term. Look, I ask people, do you remember what Biden said two weeks ago? They're like, oh, no, I don't remember what, what's going on. W- let's stop forgetting this stuff. These people have been insulting us for decades, and we don't even know what they did last week. Do you all remember during the campaign, President Biden, well, then candidate Biden, candidate Biden Basically said, this was at like a town hall or a debate. He basically said, y'all come. When questioned on illegal immigration, and we'll pull the clip up, folks. We'll pull it for another day. When questioned about illegal immigration and what do you have to say to the to the immigrants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Biden's statement was basically y'all come. Sure, come on. What's the problem? And then we wonder why we have a problem. But 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 Martha Raddatz isn't going to sit down and have a one-on-one with President Biden and say, you know, Mr. President, remember during the campaign trail, <laughs> you told the illegals, quote unquote, not quote unquote, a, a summary, y'all come, Mr. President, do you not think this is contributing to the illegal immigration problem? Our our, our uh, Mr. President, no 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 no, let, let me let me get this better. Uh, Mr. Schumer, Uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, two weeks ago at a press conference on Capitol Hill, and I played this on the show, you said that we need to give amnesty to not just the, the young folks, we need to give amnesty to all of them, all 11 plus, which is once again an understatement, all 11 plus million, we need to give them all amnesty. That's what Senator Chuck Schumer said. This is the Senate majority leader for the U.S. Senate. He said at a press conference out loud, we ought to give all the illegals amnesty. Uh, Senator Schumer, do you not think that you saying that we need to give all the criminals a a, a break out of jail free card? You don't think that's going to cause more illegals (laughs) to come across the border? Mr. Senator, will you please answer the question? No, no, no. No problem. Or um uh, President Biden, or no, no, no. DHS uh uh Secretary Mayorkas. You know, uh uh you had money allotted to build or to con- to finish the the border wall certain on certain sections of the border. And uh when when you were when you were sworn in, uh you immediately halted all Border wall repair and building and construction projects on the southern border, Mister Mayorkas. Do you not think that that contributed to the influx of illegal immigrants on our southern border? uh pre- President President Biden. President Biden. We can go all day. President Biden. You know, Title Forty Two is a rule uh, that that President Trump put in place during the COVID pandemic to to further allow our federal officials to properly vet uh, illegals coming across our border and expeditiously deport them uh, if they do not belong in our nation. Uh, Mr. President, you have pushed to end Title 42, which, as experts say, is going to open the floodgates of illegal immigration on our southern border. Mr. President, do you think this uh, this rule change on Title 42, do you not think that that your policies are going to contribute to a a worsening of the already existent problem on the southern border? Nope. Can't do that. We gotta go over to the governor of Texas, who, in the grand scheme of things, actually has little control of the border, which is really a travesty. I mean, think about it. Governor Abbott, he's he's sitting here doing this interview and he's trying to act like he's got, you know, got all these solutions and yeah, 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 we're gonna do this. Folks, the governor has little authority currently as the law stands today has very little authority to do anything on the border. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying they can't do anything. I'm just saying on the grand scheme of fixing the problem, the governor, like, I don't want to compare him to dog catcher, but he has very little authority to enforce federal immigration laws. They zero authority to enforce federal immigration laws, but very little authority as the state executive to really do much about illegal immigration. He can provide some deterrent type things, some law enforcement activity, you know, drugs, etc. But I'm talking about, in the grand scheme of things, actually fixing the problem. The governor has very little authority. Now, I, do I think the governor should have more authority? Absolutely. <clears throat> and Rick Green um, uh, actually talks about this, and he's got all the you know constitutional uh, amendments that he cites, and you know how governors ought to have the ability. Uh, You know, if they're being harmed through illegal immigration and their border is up on the national border, how they should be able to take action, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But as it stands today, governors really don't have a lot of authority on the border. And we got to recognize that. I mean, we can't we can't sit down and act like, yeah, we're going to fix this thing when, when our hands are tied behind our back. And Governor Abbott might have mentioned that during the interview. I didn't listen to the entire interview, but we got we got to call it out that that we have been that that governors have really been tied up on doing substantial, you know, reforms when it comes to illegal immigration. But the case is there, folks. The case is there. The legal case and this is this is an uphill battle probably won't happen at least anytime soon, but the legal argument is there currently as it stands today. That, that states, definitively border states, are being irreparably harmed through illegal immigration and through the drug cartels. Uh, that's that's like writing on the wall, right in your face. There's no disputing that. That that in, of, in and of itself, that legal argument really grants itself to governors having more authority on their their state border that also just happens to be a national border. But furthermore, you extend that farther, I mean, think about all the, the non-border states that are also being harmed by drugs coming from the southern border and by illegal immigration. So then, then you bringing them in And so. If the first argument stands, well, it's possible that the other argument stands too. That even non-border states have a vested interest in having a serious handle on our immigration system. So this this long-standing notion that only the federal government can meddle around in our in our immigration system, folks, that is an antiquated argument, and that argument also. Operates under the presumption or the prerequisite that our federal government is doing things right. That our fe- federal government's got it together on immigration. Our federal government has completely <laughs> relinquished control. So the states ought to be able to step in in some capacity and fix this problem. See you next time.